Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Scott Kokenauer. He's a founder's coach. He helps founders leverage disruptions to their advantage with a five-step intensive program. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Amy. It's a pleasure to be with you. So let's start with your journey and how you actually became a coach for founders. What does your journey look like and how did you land on becoming a coach for founders? Sure. Well, primarily I am a founder, but it started decades before my dad had started a company. Oh, I think it was in the mid sixties, late seventies. And I joined him in 1989 when I was 20 something. And I spent the next 24 years as a COO of our family business. Then the board of directors asked me to supersede my oldest brother and become CEO to reinvent our company because 2008 and the downturn of the economy really was impacting us and we needed to do things differently. So I spent two and a half years or so trying to reinvent. Unfortunately, long story short, we were too late reinventing ourselves. And that in itself is a story that becomes the pivotal disruption in my life. And so what I did was as a 50 year old, suddenly without a career, I decided to go and become the person I wish I had had that in that moment, because I spent way too much time, way too much money and energy and stress trying to figure out what my next steps were. So I decided I would be the person that I wish I'd had. And what I do is I draw from the experiences as an executive. I draw from my experiences as a CEO, as a trained coach, but more importantly, as someone who has experienced some significant disruptions. And I want to help founders just like me. Love that. So in walking through that journey, what are you grateful for now? You know, the thing I'm most grateful for are my clients. And I know that sounds kind of like, oh, of course, you know, you're grateful for your clients. But the approach that I have developed over the last few years is not just a transactional connection with my market, but a relational connection with them. And I seek to have lifelong relationships. And so I have got some of the greatest friends slash clients that I get the privilege of working with and doing life with. And I'm grateful for them for that. So let's talk about disruption. When disruption happens, such as the pandemic, something negative, or a new idea that comes, how do you help business owners to leverage that to their advantage? Well, first of all, it's important to understand that encased in every disruption is an opportunity and sometimes multiple opportunities. We never stop growing. We never stop changing as individuals. Disruptions are simply a reminder that we're not yet complete and that we have the blessing to continue growing. Because if we didn't have the opportunity to even experience a disruption, then, I mean, the alternative is we're dead, right? So learning how to leverage those disruptions is what makes people do amazing things. With that as a backdrop, then I do basically three things. The first thing is I listen. That's the most crucial thing of what I do, because it's so important to understand what the problem is or what the goal is first. 
before you start strategizing and start executing on something that could be the wrong thing. So listening is so important. I'm amazed at what people can come up with when they know they're in a space that is totally non-judgmental and is totally confidential and they're able to try out thoughts. I tell my clients, look, you have the opportunity to disagree with yourself here. Try a thought out, you know, and as you hear yourself verbally processing that, you may come to realize, I don't really believe what I just said. And that's perfectly fine. The key is every thought that you get out from beneath your ears and out on paper or on screen is a step-by-step process to what I call the balcony. And it's when you're at the balcony, you're able to think of things and see things in terms of patterns and reoccurring themes. With that then, the second thing I do is I strategize with my clients because when they're empowered and they have that locus of control back inside of them, where we're both on the balcony looking at this problem or situation, this disruption from all different angles, we strategize and they're free to think about how they could go forward. And we begin to design that process. And then thirdly, I help them execute it. I don't execute for them, but what I do is I create a mechanism. It starts out as accountability, okay? We all need accountability, and it becomes a cadence, a weekly checking in cadence. And as they go through that execution process, they go from needing an accountability mechanism to they start to own what they're going after. And that's where the leverage really becomes evident. I serve as an accountability mechanism for them. So I listen. I strategize and I execute with my clients. So what is your five-step method? The five-step method, it's a cyclical process. It takes what is a very complex and difficult disruption and breaks it into doable actions that then get recorded with periodic pauses to reflect and course correct. It's incredibly powerful. I call it a 5D method because each step starts with D. So step one is download get everything out between your ears. Like I said, every thought is a step up into the balcony. And so you can look down on the dance floor. The second step is discern. Once you're on the balcony, you're positioned to notice trends and patterns and reoccurring themes. And that's what this step is all about. So once you've downloaded and discerned, you now have what you need to do the third step, which is design. These themes give us the insight we need to design a path forward and to take the challenge or disruption that is presented. And either it's going to be a problem to solve or a goal to achieve. So we're either moving a mountain or we are scaling a mountain. So the fourth step then is do. You take what you have designed and you actually act on it for a period of time. And it's a set period of time. And most of my clients work through a 90-day sprint which is made of 13 weeks. So they will take these actions for 12 weeks. And at the 13th week, we will look back and we will check in and we will see what did we learn? What did we accomplish? What didn't we accomplish? And what does that all mean going forward? That actually is the fifth step, which is dig. After the 12 weeks, the 13th week, we review. 
So how do you help entrepreneurs execute on the new ideas? Well, assuming the download, the discern, and the design steps that they confirm that the idea of the disruption, which by the way, disruptions aren't always negative disruptions. They can be a great idea, a business idea, great thing that could be transformative for your business, but it's still a disruption because it means change and transformation is required. So basically, assuming that the download and discern and design steps confirm that this idea or disruption is in fact worth executing on, because not all of them are, you know, it's not yet, you're not ready yet for this disruption. I create that cadence of action and reporting and reviewing. And it's similar to the lean startup, you know, like build, measure, learn. You design what you're going to do, you do it, and then you step back and say, did it work? Did it not work? And what can we learn from that? Can you share some of your client success stories with us? I picked three. One client was able to save over $100,000 annually. And it was a really interesting story because when we were looking at one of the tasks that he was doing, it was highly administrative. And this is a CEO of an $8 million company. And he was doing this task personally. And we went through the process, the 5D process, delegated the task to a very capable admin person who actually did the work better and loved it more than he did. And that saved him like 40 minutes a week. When we calculated all that out and the percentage of the revenue of his business that was dependent upon him, we saved that perpetual annual cost. Another client is about to reach a five-year milestone on his birthday this January, January, 2022. Five years ago, we laid out his aspirations for his birthday in January, 22. That was 20 90-day sprints. That's a, that's a pretty long process. We did a number of course corrections throughout the years, but he has realized most of those aspirations and some of them actually better than he had planned. And there were a couple of aspirations that fizzled out as we began to learn, okay, if that's not really what I want, this other thing is what I really want to see happen. I can't wait to start working on his January 27, five-year milestone. But most recently, what I think is really incredible, I have a client who was contracted to write a book. We started a 90-day sprint and about eight weeks in to his 90-day sprint, something took place in him. A transformation took place. He started out as needing an accountability partner to write six chapters of a book. He transformed to becoming an author who happened to be writing. So instead of having this task that was outside of him, he became an author and it went from an obligation to a part of his identity. And I got to tell you, that's what I'm really excited about doing is seeing that transformation. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? It's a truth that I have not necessarily all the way learned. Okay. I haven't aligned myself completely because I keep stumbling, but I heard it once in a movie and it just jumped out at the movie. It was less is smooth and smooth is fast. So if I can do what I do and not try to do everything for everybody, but do what I do and do it with excellence then that less that I do becomes very smooth, very nimble, and very fast. Don't try so hard and be yourself and trust the process. I like that. So one more question. If you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? This is going to sound self-serving, but I don't mean it this way because I'm not the only coach out there, but don't try to build 
anything on your own. Get a coach, get that partner who can ask you questions and kick you in the butt and challenge what you're doing. It was in those moments. I currently have a coach right now myself, and she is asking me questions that I know in my heart I should be asking myself, but I don't have the courage. And if you have someone outside of you pushing you and partnering with you, and they are the, that set of ears that is not on your dance floor, but is able to ask you those questions, then that is what I would say. If I could go back to 2015, when I became a 50-year-old without a career, it was June. If in July, I had secured the services of someone to help me walk through this, I can't tell you how much money and time and energy and stress I would have saved. Yeah, I like that a lot. I absolutely agree. I think that I would have succeeded a lot faster if I would have just hired somebody. Right. You know, I started out as a business coach, wanted to do coaching and ended up as a digital marketer for that reason, because I could, I had to figure it all out. I had to go out and instead of hiring somebody. So that's been my journey. And I definitely had I done it all over again. I mean, I love doing marketing. Don't get me wrong. Right. But had I wanted to succeed faster at what I was passionate about, I would have just said, go hire somebody to figure well, it know, out for you. You know, Amy, when you hire a coach, it doesn't mean everything's going to fall into place and you're still going to be unsure, but you're not going to be unsure alone. That's the key. You're going to figure things out much quicker. It's a powerful thing to have that powerful relationship. Definitely. Scott, if there are people that are listening that would like to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Coach at servingstrong.com. Perfect. That's the best email. I handle email all the time. You can go to servingstrong.com. Although I am rebranding, what you might see in the next couple of weeks may not be what you see in the next couple of months. So I'm excited about that. Coach at servingstrong.com. Perfect. And I'll put all of your links down below. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. Well, thank you very much, Amy. It's been a pleasure being with you. Yeah. And if you're listening, you want more information about Thrive Radio, you can go to my website at acalltothrive.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful day.